welcome to the Raising Sons podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm a parenting advisor, educational psychologist, licensed maternal mental health therapist, and mom. On this podcast, we'll cover everything you need to know about Raising Sons. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, hey, it is another episode of the Raising Sons podcast, and today we're talking about discipline. There has been a ton of conversation on how to discipline your son. And so, you know, my consistent thought is to start with the end in mind. So the end would be, you know, your son is grown and he's thriving, he's productive, he's doing all the things that you dreamt of him doing when he was a baby, maybe even before when he was in your womb or maybe not in your womb, but before he even got here. You were thinking about the kind of man that he will become. And so what I always say is that we have to start with the end in mind. So start thinking about what the end goal is and then how do we get there based on today? And so I have sons, of course, and I discipline a little bit differently. I know there's controversy about spanking. I have done that. And I can't tell you that I'm totally against it. I think There are times when it may be uh, necessary and in isolation, it's not like when you're angry and you're spanking them. I do think that sometimes, you know, for instance, if you have a toddler and he's running out into the middle of the street and you need him not to do that again, then a spanking is warranted. Don't kill me. (laughs) But, you know, I just feel like there may be times where a spanking may be warranted. Now, that is, you know, with my sons being the ages that they are, that is not my go to. We use uh, several different alternatives, and I think that these can be helpful for other parents that are looking for ways to discipline their sons. So you also have to find out what works for your child. So my pediatrician, she is retired now, (laughs) so sad, but my pediatrician told me that with my youngest, she was like, the thing to do with him is going to be, you know, timeouts, like having him, you know, have to stay in his room for a certain amount of time. Now, I don't know how she knew that at the time, but that does work. He does not like to be separated away from us, from the rest of the family, from his brother. And so him being punished and having to stay in his room for a specified amount of time is agonizing for him. So that's what works for him. And that's what we use. Now, my oldest son, he wouldn't care. If you tell him he had to stay in his room, he would be fine with that. But he's also my son that if you raise your voice and you get in his face, He is not feeling that. So that works for him. So, you know, you have to figure out the discipline method that works for your child and for your son and it's trial and error. So, you know, you may not the first time you try something, it may not work. So then you have to try something else. So, you know, it's it's finding out, again, what works for your son. And I think, too, it's important to clearly define roles in communication, clearly define when I say roles in communication. I mean, clearly defining what your child's role is, what your expectations of them are, and then helping them to understand what will and won't be tolerated. I think a lot of times parents, myself included, I have these ideas in my head, but they're not always conveyed to my sons. And then I want to hold them accountable for things that I didn't discuss with them. So I make it a point to tell them what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, what I will and won't tolerate. And then what that looks like. So for instance, one of my main rules, and they know this because they can repeat it back to you, is I cannot stand lying. I just can't stand it. And so what I tell my sons 
is, you know, what's the one thing that without fail, I will not tolerate. And they'll tell you, you know, lying. And so, you know, before when I started talking to them about this, what is lying? It's telling a a non-truth, right? It's saying that you did something when you didn't. And so we talk about those kind of things. We talk about what those things are so that they have a good understanding and foundation. And when I say, don't lie to me, they understand what I'm saying. And so it's not hiding things when you know that you should be saying something else. So you didn't get your report card or you didn't show me your report card, but you got it. To me, that can be, that's a form of omission. So another form of withholding information. So that kind of goes into that. So it's being really clear with them in terms of what, your definitions for the things that you don't want them to do are. Um, And even talking about the things that you do want them to do, what is acceptable behavior, right? Because you can't expect them to know what your expectations are if they're not communicated. Also, you know, if you're a parent and you're talking about spanking, it's not just spanking in isolation. So I said that. So what I mean is, you know, the times that I've spanked my sons, it's, okay, this is what we're going to do because of, and... Then we talk about it after, you know, give them a few minutes. But then I say, okay, tell me why, you know, why did you get a spanking? What did you do? And what will you do differently next time? And so I think, you know, nothing in isolation will work. So even when my son is, he's not in timeout and we don't have a discussion after, or we don't talk about it before. And now I've gotten to the point where I ask them when, when they've done something, what do you think your punishment should be? Or do you think you should be off punishment now? Because sometimes my youngest will ask me, am I off punishment now? Do you think you should be off punishment now? And sometimes I take into account what they say in terms of what their punishment should be. And then sometimes, you know, I make my own decisions, right? But I think it's really interesting when I put it back on them and we have these conversations about, you know, do you think your punishment is? Why do you think that should be your punishment? And do you remember why your own punishment So it's having these conversations, laying out expectations, clearly communicating to them what your expectations are and not assuming that they know and understand what those expectations are. So, you know, if you're having a a child and you're having some difficulty now, granted, you also have to take into account their ages, right? Because you can't do to a 13 year old, you can't have a conversation with a 13 year old like you do with a four year old. So, you know, for four, you just have to keep it simple and basic. These are the things that, you know, these are acceptable behaviors. These are not. And it's the the main thing with discipline is being consistent. So if you say, I don't want you to do this, this, and this today, and then they do it tomorrow and you accept the, the behavior the next time, they're going to be confused and you're going to get a whole lot of ebbs and flows in their behaviors, right? You may see more, more behaviors than you would if you had not been inconsistent. So consistency is key and it's key with kids, right? So they have a clear understanding of what the expectation is. If they're not clear, then there's a likely chance that, again, you'll see the ebbs and flows. So that is, yeah, that's the kind of like my take on disciplining your sons and knowing what to do and and how to do it. I will also say this, that, you know, sometimes if you're so angered by something that your son has done is to, before you even implement a discipline method is to take a step back, to take a breather and then come back to them, right? I have had to do that. You know, I've had my sons do some crazy things and I'm like, you know what? I can't even deal right now. And it's nothing wrong with that, right? So you don't want to respond or discipline them out of anger. So it's taking a step back and it's 
calming down and then going back and saying, okay, now I'm ready. This is your punishment. Let's, let's talk about, before we even hand out punishment, let's talk about what happened. You know, why you did what you did. Do you think that was a good idea? Okay. And what your punishment is. I always tell my sons that your choices have consequences. So think about the things that you're choosing and think about make the possibility of the consequence because your choices have consequences. That's it for today. Make sure when you're raising your sons, start with the end in mind. So when you are disciplining them, start with the end in mind and how you want them to be 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Because remember, there will come a point when your son will be taller and stronger than you. And I'm talking to the mom specifically, but there will come a point when your sons will be taller and stronger than you. So whatever you're doing, you want to start early so that they have a clear, 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 clear idea of what your expectations are, what you will and won't tolerate. And um, there will be no way to misconstrue that. Raising boys is an incredible journey, and sometimes we all need a bit of personalized guidance. If you're facing unique challenges or seeking tailored advice for your son's development or behavior, consider scheduling a one-on-one consultation today. Link to the consultation will be in the show notes. Remember, investing in your son's growth is an investment in his future. Let's navigate this adventure together. So this wraps up this episode of the Raising Sons podcast. Be sure to listen, subscribe, share, do all the things. Until next time.